Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our LinkedIn cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. This is Earl Stewart, live in living color. And uh, you just heard my introduction. My introduction is going to be a little different this morning. I'm going to do something I haven't done before. And I'm going to sing happy birthday to my bride, Nancy Stewart. Now, we got some music, I think. Mike in the control room might have some music. But whether we have music or not, I'm going to lead the uh, staff here, the, the, the folks in the studio, Rick and Stu, and Jonathan can join in. Nancy, you can't sing. She can just blush behind her mask. Uh-huh. A one and a two and a three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nancy. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nancy. Yeah. Oh, she's getting more proclaimed. Okay. You don't have to say anything. Okay, folks. Uh, we caught her off guard. She's totally uh, flabbergasted, discombobulated, and all those other things but uh she'll be back uh very very important to the show i thought we should do something special for her because she's a co-founder and uh she started with me i'm, I'm gonna say two decades ago I, i've been saying 17 years for two or three years so it's probably two decades ago when we we're just a little old half hour show on cview radio and we worked and uh, worked and worked and then they fired us because the car dealers ganged up on us boycotted the station for advertising until they got rid of us and then we were in exile for uh, over a year. And finally, the radio station, CBU Radio, sold out to the current owners of this station. And uh, they hired us back. And here we are, uh, 20 years later, and still uh, feisty as ever, and trying to help you learn how to buy a car without being ripped off by a car dealer. Uh, I think uh, I need to tell you a little bit about who we got here, even though I did it in my recorded introduction. I always like to talk about Rick Kearney because Rick is uh, uh, probably more important than we give him credit for. Um, you get your car serviced and repaired far more often than you have to buy a car. And they get you, the car dealers get you when you get your car serviced. Uh, here's something you know, a lot of people don't even know. Uh, regular listeners do know this, but there's a service fee in the service department, I mean a dealer fee in the service department, a hidden fee. and. I'll, I was going to say virtually, but I'm going to say every service department that you probably go into. And uh, this service fee is uh, varies. I mean, it's uh, they don't name it a service fee. They don't name it anything except what they create so they fool you into not knowing you're paying it. It's at the bottom of the invoice. And that's the type of thing that happens in service. So Rick is here to protect you from that, plus practically speaking, to maybe even give you some do-it-yourself tips, how to fix a car yourself, as complicated as they are. There are little things that you can do to get your car going, at least to keep it safe. 
And uh, when you do get it repaired, he can give you guidance as to how to do it and how to choose the right technician. So uh, I'm going to ask you to call Rick during the show. Uh, telephone number, uh, you know, can you believe that today I feel funny about talking about telephones like a sewing machine or a, or a buggy whip? But telephones really exist. I mean, we have smartphones now, so I guess they are high tech. Mm -hmm. But the old fashioned telephone I think about, 877 960 9960. Call us and we will hear you. We will prioritize your call if you call the show. Uh, we don't want you waiting for a long time. And we've only got three lines coming into the station. So if you back up, uh, we don't want that to happen. And Nancy is going to be watching the screen over there. So when you call, You'll see that we'll see the call and we'll interrupt us. She'll interrupt us or we'll see her waving at us and we'll go to the phone call. And that phone number again is 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. Uh, Rick Kearney, uh, Stu Stewart is uh, uh, my partner in crime here. I shouldn't use that. He he never was my partner in crime. I had another son. I don't uh, commit I have another son that was my partner in crime but years ago. <laughs> And then I, when I went, started going straight into the car business, as, as you know, I'm a recovering car dealer. Mm -hmm. uh, Stu said, okay, if you're going to treat people fair and honest, I might consider coming to work for you. So that was, Stu was one of my motivations as to why I went straight and decided to become a recovering car dealer. Stu was also in charge of our cyber undercover uh, events where we send secret shoppers out. And he's also on top of the market. He's... Uh, I know he's got Google, and we all have Google, but <laughs> he lives the car business day by day with all the minutia and detail, and he really, he's on top of uh, the kind of thing you might, you might want to ask about a current model's features and benefits, or, a, uh, you know, which would you recommend car, he's on top of that. So, uh, we got Stu there, uh, we have a, uh, a special shopping report today, and he's the as I say, he's our cyber master. He dispatches Agent Lightning and Agent Thunder into the field to find out what car dealers really do when you go into a car dealership to buy a car. And we expose all that, and he's in charge of that. And I think uh, my wife, Nancy Stewart, my co-host, Mrs. Sunrise, she goes by many names. I think she's pulled herself together. And I think she's combobulated. Is that true? You are she, discombobulated? She's, re, re, she's recombobulated. Recombobulated. Yeah, you're recombobulated. <laughs> I don't so, know. Uh, I recombobulate a lot. <laughs> Nancy, uh, probably the, the, the main thing about Nancy on this show is the fact that she has built this show into a show for females and males. It used to be a guy thing, uh, kind of like an old boys club. But now we have a, a respectable following of females. Sometimes we're up to 50%. And we're trying to build it up by uh, giving you special offers, which uh, Nancy will describe to you, uh, the birthday girl. It's all yours, honey. Okay. <clears throat> uh, thank you. Thank you to everyone. Uh, good morning. Uh, that special offer that we, um, you know, how we invite the ladies to give us a call is really based on um, some of the things Earl just said. And uh, we're still, you know, uh, working our way out of a situation that is a boys' club as far as the ladies are concerned. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I hope the time comes whenever I don't get a phone call and a female says that, you know, they asked her, well, uh, are you going to be bringing your husband in or your boyfriend? And uh, that's like a slap in the face. Your daddy. So, yeah, daddy you know, your brother, 
whomever. But uh, ladies, uh, you have a home right here at Earl Stewart on Cars. We uh, we we invite you. You're a very important part of the show, and we extend fifty dollars to the first two new lady callers. Uh, just to tease you up a little bit and get you to, you know, express uh, your transaction if it did take place in a dealership. So give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9600, and uh, we'll be right here to take your call. Yeah. I um, I'm sorry, about, that's 877-960-9960, and uh, you can uh, text us at 877 877- Oh, that's 772. I guess I am not together. 772 So take advantage of that. I know you could use the $50. Back to the recovering car dealer. And your anonymousfeedback.com. Absolutely. You know, we, I think we tend not to mention that because we have such a response that's already out there. Of all the numbers and ways to reach us, you would think that your anonymousfeedback.com that goes through a company called Incognito, and uh, they have uh, blue chip companies like Adobe and, and Amazon that use this to get feedback from their customers and employees. And it's total anonymous. When you go to youranonymousfeedback.com, you can send us a message. We don't know who you are. And uh, I think people feel comfortable about that. I do. I mean, there are times when I would, I want to mention something to, uh, to a group or somebody. I'd rather just be anonymous. Uh, just because I don't, I don't want to spend the time discussing it later. Just want to shoot my comment out. It's easy, uh, pain-free. Youranonymousfeedback.com. And of course, the text, as Nancy just mentioned, was 772 area code 497-6530. Uh, let's, let's shoot over to Stu for a second because well, we have an unusual situation with our mystery shopping report. Uh, we've done something we don't normally do, and uh, Stu, is, he can explain why we did it and why you're going to like it. Yeah, we're on, a, uh, we're, we're on a little bit of a roll here. We've been shopping Toyota dealerships for the last few weeks, and it's something that we generally try to avoid because, as you know, we, we do have a Toyota dealership, so we don't want it to look like we're uh, uh, taking shots. But for the record, uh, the first one we did, Palm Beach Toyota, did a great job, got a B plus, yeah. and we're recommending them. As a matter of fact, we, we've been recommending them for, for years. And um, so we tried a diff- another Toyota dealership. And, uh, well, this, this past week, uh, we, we kind of went down a rabbit hole. Uh, we had originally intended to mystery shop. Uh, well, I'm not going to name the dealership because we're going to go back, but it's a Toyota dealership. And uh, things got a little confused, as you'll hear in the shopping report. And we wound up mystery shopping, um, one of the biggest Toyota dealerships in the, in the world, really. Uh, it might be number three, uh, yeah, four. In the whole world, they're, they're yeah. huge. Thousand, you know, sell a thousand cars in a Close to it, yeah. The, 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 the biggest Toyota dealership in the world is Longo Toyota, and that's in L.A. Uh, the second biggest, and it's really close, is Hollywood Toyota, and that's right here in South Florida. Um, a stone's throw from Hollywood Toyota is Al Hendrickson's Toyota, and I think they might be number three or four in the, in the whole country. They sell a ton of Toyotas, a ton of used cars. They've been there forever, and we have a history with them. We, I mean, actually, uh, we're friends with uh, the Hendricksons. Uh, not every day, soci- we don't socialize every day, no. but you know them going back a million years. I know uh, uh, Al, Al Jr., who I think is the dealer now. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very exciting thing. And, and the other thing to say, mention about Al Hendrickson is they kind of uh, typify the old-school South Florida car buying 
style. And uh, they've been around, they've been doing it like that for a long time. Um, and uh, we don't think they're going to change. <laughs> but we haven't shot them a lot because they're kind of far. And uh, like we said, we, we kind of shy away from the Toyota dealers. Now, now just, uh, I hope this isn't too insider for people to appreciate. But one thing that's always amazed me about Al Hendrickson and Toyota, and I think it's still true today, we need to double check. But uh, the true test of customer satisfaction is generally do people come back? Yeah. And uh, usually when you have a dealer that's treating people dishonestly, uh, they'll sell a car and then that person doesn't buy another car from that dealer. They might buy the same mega car, but they'll try a different dealer. With Al Hendrickson Toyota, they have a very high uh, sales loyalty of uh, return policy. So more so than a lot of dealers, when Al Hendrickson sells a Toyota, that, that buyer comes back and buys another Toyota. In, sp in spite of what we have yeah. seen in terms of they've, high hidden fees and things like that. They've been successful at creating relationships with their customers. <coughs> um, like you said, they have high repeat business. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes they're just kind of a strange anomaly. They're in a, I guess they're out a little bit, Coral, Coconut Creek's a little bit out west of uh, like Fort Lauderdale, right? Somewhere in that, that area. Coconut Creek, uh, yeah. Weston. Yeah, it's kind of like this kind of strange new area. You know, I've grown up in Florida yeah. my whole, I've spent my whole life in Florida. and. It's just like a kind of strange hinterland there, but they, um, an amazing amount of cars are sold in that area. Yeah. And the funny thing is, and this is getting really uh, in the weeds, but when they look at like car dealers and they sell into each other's markets and stuff, there's a lot of interaction between us and Al Hendrickson. Like a lot of people in our area buy from, not a lot, <laughs> but a lot of people in their area buy from us and we can't figure it out. Yeah, it's Some so. strange temporal anomaly. Yeah, um, so. We're gonna break away from the conversation for a moment. And uh, we had a call earlier and uh, I invite you to give us a call back. I don't have your first name, but uh, we are going to we are going to go to uh, we are going to go to Linda. Oh, that was Joe from Palm Beach uh, Gardens. Joe, give us a call back. Sorry, you were on hold for so long. Uh, that number is eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Now we're going to go to Georgia. Uh, we have Linda on the phone. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Nancy. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks, Linda. How are you? Hi. You know, I'm doing pretty good. You look cold. <laughs> I'd rather be in Florida. So I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday and hope our old teacher teaches really good. Oh, uh, thank you, Linda. Well, maybe you'll be our good luck charm this morning, and the ladies <laughs> are listening to your voice, yeah. and they'll give us a call. That's right. Come on, ladies. Give us a call. Uh, thank you, Linda. Have a great day, Bye, and thanks please. again. Why don't we get to some text or YouTubes, we, uh, uh, or maybe uh, anonymous feedback, Stu? Absolutely. Uh, we'll start with a leftover from last week. It's a simple question. Why don't cars have antennas anymore? <laughs> I'll let Rick handle it, even though I know the answer. They do. They do. Uh, <clears throat> car antennas have always been a funny thing because... They tried swapping them from being just a simple whip to putting them in the uh, glass. Uh, sometimes that would work on a lot of cars. You'd have an antenna built into your windshield or a side window. And it gets rid of that kind of ugly antenna mast sticking up that if you're going to go through a car wash, you have to remove it or it's going to get broken off. Can I make an observation? Sure. Uh, in my experience, I, I think I know what, I, my guess is the person that wrote that was older, and I think he was referring to the post, we call them the post antenna, mm -hmm. 
And the post antennas, you know, you had a power. You could put it up and take it back, so uh, you put it down before you go in the car wash. Yep. And I always, wanted, I always liked the post antenna, mainly because it wasn't as directional, especially for AM. And uh, I could turn a corner. Now, if you're getting a station faintly and you're going a certain direction, you can't get them at all. If you're going this other direction, you get them more. But the post antenna always seemed to be more efficient at sucking in the signal. They mm-hmm. were. They actually worked better, to, yep. in my opinion. Now, if you've noticed, a lot of cars have that little shark fin up mm-hmm. on top. Yes. And again, that's in, that's your radio antenna. Sure. Unfortunately, they don't work as really as well for drawing in those weaker signals for AM. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think what a lot of the car designers have gone to is the idea that they're looking more for that powered antenna that is going for cell signal, yeah, yeah. Um, FM to a degree, but also satellite reception mm-hmm. for such things as XM satellite, uh, your Safety Connect satellite systems, and of course using your cell phone to do internet streaming. There you have it, folks. More than you ever needed to know Honestly. about radio antenna. But uh, in, in seriousness, it's a, it's a, uh, I, I still think that they should make it available. It but People I can do a little plug them. for how you can listen to the show when you're uh, not by a, a regular radio or if you don't have an antenna. Yeah. Um, it's, I discovered it from because I just wanted to hear the show when, she, when you first went on. So I got an app a long time ago called TuneIn on my phone. And you can tune in um, any radio station in the country mm-hmm. and you stream it through your, your infotainment system. So by I listen heart. To, yeah. So, but you can also listen to uh, uh, you know, cable news if that's your thing. <laughs> and then. Uh, but it's pretty cool, and so it doesn't. It's really not. It only depends on your cell signal. So yeah. if you have a bad radio signal, you can pick up the show. Okay. Well, we have Joe back. Uh, oh. Thank you for calling back, Joe. And Joe calls us from Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Joe. What can we do for you? Good morning, Nancy. Happy birthday, first of all. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, my question for the team is: Why do some upscale cars, namely Mercedes-Benz, have proprietary codes so when something goes wrong on these electronic transmissions um, they they put you on their diagnostic uh, machine for 300 bucks and um, they tell you oh you need a uh, uh, speed uh, uh, module for your electronic transmission which will cost you two grand mm-hmm. um, your auto mechanics your regular mom-and-pop shops that are great in this town um, can't get the codes because Mercedes won't uh, give you those codes uh, to make the repairs. That's a great question and uh, it's a timely question. Uh, Massachusetts, you may have read, is fighting that issue and they're taking it to the legislature and the manufacturers are up in arms. Mercedes is not the only manufacturer that wants to keep this proprietary. So your question is, why do they do that? You know, they have purportedly, uh, the, what they're saying to, to the uh, legislators is, we do that to protect the consumer. That's always the, and we're protecting them against uh, hacking. And if we put this code out, it's gonna allow the bad people to hack into their system and do bad things to the car. The, the, the argument against that is that, that it's not really they're worried about the uh, proprietary or the hacking. Because anything can be, can be protected, at least for a while, and then you know it's always going to be as long as this planet exists. 
the battle between the hackers and the good guys, and the good you know, it'll be a, it'll be a continuing show. I think, and I personally, I personally think the manufacturers are being influenced heavily by their dealers, and I think, uh, in a sense, there's a good reason for that because dealers do have the best equipment, uh, dealers do have the best educated technicians, and and Rick is smiling now behind the mask. I can tell he's very happy, but it's true. Uh, uh, Rick Kearney, when he works on your car, I can't tell you how many years of training he's had, and he's still being trained. Uh, I can't tell you how much money I've had to spend on diagnostic equipment, and, and every time I turn around, there's a new box that Toyota sends me with uh, very, very expensive equipment. So when you go into a car dealership, franchise new car dealership, you're getting the best trained tech, and you're getting the best equipment. Uh, with that said, you also pay a hell of a high price. And sometimes it's too high a price, and the ch price doesn't justify uh, the skill and the diagnostic equipment and the rest of it. So, if they had this thing where the independent mechanics were, as you said, Joe, there's some people out there that are really good. A lot of them are uh, Rick Kearney's trained technicians that decided to go into business for himself. Rick could go out there and open up a shop and make a lot of money. I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> you wouldn't dare. And, and a lot of uh, very, very good technicians have done that. So, uh, I vote for making it not proprietary, and I think Mercedes and Toyota and all the manufacturers should share this diagnostic information with whoever uh, the customer wants to bring it to to have it fixed. You can say, okay, if you don't fix it right, we'll void your warranty. That's okay. But just don't keep the secret on that information. Joe, I hope I didn't go on too long. I know I did. No, no, you didn't. And and um, you know, believe me, it's, it's a lot shorter than the frustration I've had um, <laughs> Having to deal with with uh, unlocking the uh, uh, the car basically locked down. The car would not go into gear, mm -hmm. and the only people who can get the car out of gear was Mercedes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the other question related to that is: How about these gadgets like Fix that plug into that computer system? Are they worth it? Rick can answer that. Um, a lot of the simple code pullers are very well worth it. They're, they're, okay. they're worth their weight in gold for just the very simplest ones because they will pull the code, tell you what it is. You can go online, run that code for your car, and you can find so many resources. And, of course, you, know, you, you may have to search for the, the truth out of the, the garbage, but you will find resources there that will tell you probably in about 85% of the cases exactly what part you need to have replaced on your car. Now when you go to the mechanic and you say, hey, I've got a check engine light on, and your mechanic says, okay, well, it's this code, you already know it. You need this part, and you already know it. And he gives you a price for how much it is to replace it, and it's a reasonable price that you've already seen. You know you're safe. You know, yeah, that's that's the reasonable thing. And if you're a do-it-yourselfer and you know you want to simply do that basic repair yourself. Hey, all to you. What's a good place to buy those tools, Rick? Believe it or not, I, I like just a simple one from like Discount Auto Parts, AutoZone. They're about $25. You can get them on Amazon, the same thing. You don't need the one that goes to your iPhone and sends you all the information. You don't need the fancy one that, you know, is $85, $100 that tries to send you too much information. And probably about... 70% of the time when you've got a check engine light on 
and you pull those codes, certain ones of those codes are simply going to be replace your gas cap. Just put a new yeah. gas cap yeah. on it. Yeah. And half the time that that solves the problem. That answer your question, Joe? It did. I thank you very much, and uh, I wish you guys a great rest of the weekend. Thank you. Well, thank you, Joe. Thanks for being a regular caller. Recognize your voice. Have a great weekend. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. And, uh, ladies, I extended an invitation for you to give us a call earlier, and uh, I'd like for you to, well, share your shopping experience, uh, your service, anything at all that uh, you had to uh you know, do this past week. And uh, there's a lot of good stories out there, too, as far as the ladies are concerned. So we just want to sort of fine-tune things. And this is a a platform right here where you can vent and uh, you can share your stories. And and if you don't want to call uh, the uh, telephone number, simply text us. Um, You have that, which is 772-497-6530. Uh, you get the $50 uh, if you call the uh, 877-960-9960. And if you really want to remain, well, anonymous, you can go through www.youranonymousfeedback.com. But remember, ladies, the first two new lady callers, $50. And don't forget Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope. Uh, we get messages on all of those. Not many on Periscope or Twitter anymore, but YouTube and Facebook are big. And uh, we're Facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars, YouTube.com forward slash Earl and Cars, and uh, Periscope, probably something the same. I don't know, Twitter uh, handle, I'm not sure of it, to be honest yeah. with you, but uh, you uh, probably remember. You know, um, while I'm thinking about it, let me mention Earl's Vigilantes. And uh, even if you don't consider yourself uh, a, a real expert, we could still use your help. Uh, you, you would on, only not only help... Uh, you know, our, our listeners and uh, everyone, but people in your community. So uh, you can go to Earl on Cars or www.earlsvigilantes.com. I got exciting news for potential vigilantes. Oh. We ordered some hats. Do what? We ordered some hats. Oh, oh wow. wow. So they should be here in pretty soon. We'll take pictures of them. Hopefully we'll have them by next week's show. We can yeah. show it on the... On, well, on we'll, we'll wear the hats on the show, and that way it'll be like a constant <laughs> reminder okay. of Earl's original hat. Sure, you, cool. can, you can wear a hat the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> we can use your help, folks. I'm going to wear mine around the neighborhood uh, <laughs> where I live. and uh, You'll look like a condo commander or one of those. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look... I want to tell you what, you're pretty busy. I heard about uh, you uh, being a part-time detective. Yeah, I'm helping, uh, for, uh, the, uh, I'm helping my neighborhood police for the find a stolen bicycle. Because we, we, we've captured the culprit, we think, on our webcams. So. Really? We're digressing. Cool. Let's get to the text. Here. Okay. Let's get to one from Brian in California. And I always tease Brian because we get his text at very strange hours for somebody who is three hours at <laughs> a yeah. different time zone. Yeah. We might have another call right now. We so do. Let me, Thanks, let me pause. Uh I want to go to Ashley, and uh, Ashley is a first-time caller. Wow. And Welcome. Ashley's calling us from Palm Beach Gardens. Fantastic. Good, good morning, Ashley, and uh, congratulations. You won yourself $50. Is this Ashley uh, Moody? What do you have for us? <laughs> Ashley Moody. Is this Ashley Moody? <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Um. I have a Ford Escape, and it has a keypad on the outside, um, which I really like. And I was wondering, do, do they have any Toyotas that have a keypad to get in the car on it, the door? 
Uh, they actually not Toyota doesn't make it. Um, the, the distributor for to- uh, in this region, uh, Southeast Toyota, does offer it as a um, as an accessory. I think it's a couple oh. hundred dollars. Um, I can't vouch for how good it is. Southeast Toyota thinks it's a good product, um, but it is installed um, after manufacture at the port, and it would come in with the car. So um, it is available, and there's probably other aftermarket um, keypads that you could get. Oh, so you think you can have it put on any car? Um, I, yeah, you can. Uh, it, it is an available uh-huh. accessory, but I've never actually used one. I don't know how uh, well they work, or um, but they are available. Because I'm always locking my keys in the car. So I've got to call AAA and have them unlock the car, and I hate that. And uh, uh, Oh, yeah, having a keypad car. would definitely help my friend's with that. Car. Ashley, when yeah. you, uh, if you're going to try one of these, check... Uh, like you would with uh, buying a car, uh, talk to two, oh, yeah. two, two or three Toyota dealers and get the installed price, get the price, mm-hmm. and because uh, uh, it will be a competitive item, and uh, some of these um, accessories tend to have high markups, and you'd be surprised right. how big a discount you can get if you shop and compare. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, I, I think but, that uh, I think with uh, anything, it's a good idea to get three prices. Uh, Earl and I do that all the time, no matter what we purchase, and it uh, it's it's a good idea with this accessory. Yeah, are are you guys going to go to the boat parade tonight? I don't know. I I tend to avoid it every year just because the traffic. Um, uh, probably not. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. I might watch it from the inlet because yeah. we're close to the yeah. Jupiter Inlet, so they uh, they congregate there. Uh, and I think yeah. that'd be kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, have a great day. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. Give us a call again, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, uh, don't forget, ladies, uh, $50. I have $50 for the second new lady callers right here Uh call to say hello or share your experience whether it be in service or sales now back to Stu. okay uh, yeah we we're about to read brian's text uh, out from california so here's why he he texts at odd hours he says um, he works at a grocery store and he always works on friday nights he gets off work around 11 p.m locally then he unwinds has some dinner then he sends the text before he, before he goes to bed. Uh-huh. So one day, my goal would be stay up really late or wake up early and call you guys once on the phone while the show is live. That would be a nice surprise. Yeah. Um, also on Friday, a pretty big uh, car news story hit social media everywhere. Uh, the much-anticipated Ford Bronco production has been pushed back. Originally, it was supposed to be released to the general public in the spring of 2021. Now it's been put, pushed back to at least the summer of 2021. Why? They're having a parts supply issue because of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I have no doubts if Ford is having this issue, then we might see other manufacturers have this issue again like we saw a few months ago. I might, I might add to that that there's some skepticism on uh, Wall Street about the oh, really? excuse. Yeah, uh, They're saying that they don't quite get it why the uh, parts supply should be affected. And uh, they think that maybe Ford is just having some design engineering problems and it sounds and a, a lot better to say and they have a convenient ex- we can't excuse. get the parts yet. I, yeah. and i don't know which is true but yeah uh, i hope that's the case because um like brian alluded to uh, back in the late spring we really all the manufacturers got hit pretty hard with yeah. the uh, production uh, delays and shutdowns well we know we we've heard nothing from anybody else all yeah. the manufacturers 
are building cars and new models and otherwise like they're going out of style. The demand is huge. It's, it's slipped a little bit in the past 30 days, but, but in general for this year, there have been no mention of the supply chain of the uh, parts availability. So why Ford would have that unique problem yeah. is a little suspicious. Yeah. You know, when uh, a lot of people have been waiting for the Bronco, and uh, you know what I read is that it has been put on hold, and uh, it uh, has a whole lot to do with availability and uh, the uh, mechanics of it. So. Now every time I hear Bronco, I think O.J. Simpson, and uh, I think a lot of people do. I, I'm, I'm a little surprised they didn't change the name of that vehicle. And, uh, they should have called it the O.J. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I think of Bronco, of O.J., you know, too, but also I have fond memories. A friend of mine in high school, he had a Ford Bronco, and that was the car we just we went out in. So it was yeah. just you very call, fond, you, good memories. you call it the O.J.? No, we didn't call it the O.J. That was pre-O.J. Yeah, pre-O.J., okay. <laughs> well, pre-O.J. trials. So. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, visions of him in the airport, and he's oh, yeah. making it Jumping. to, a, you know, a connecting flight. Uh, we're going to go to John in Palm City. Uh, John is a regular caller, and uh, he always has uh, some new information for us, and uh, we love hearing from him. Good morning, John. You there, John? John, give us a call back. Aww. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah, call back, John. We love you. 877-960-9960. And if you want to text, 772-497-6530. And if you want to take advantage of uh, the uh, anonymous feedback, you can go to www.youranonymousfeedback.com. Okay. I love these texts. I'm just going to read it without any uh, editorializing. Have any of you done any engine cooking? You know... When you wrap up some sausage, peppers, and onions in foil, put it on your engine on a road trip. Rick, I haven't, but I thought you might have. Thanks. Great show. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to interrupt everyone. We have another caller. <laughs> That's a great question. We're getting back to that, Rick. <laughs> but You're not getting out of this. Well, we're going to go to Dave, uh, who is a dog walker, and uh, he's from Palm Beach. Oh. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, guys. How is everybody? Well, good. How's your doggy doing? Oh, they're fine. They're they're just glad to live in Florida like the rest of us. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Listen, um, little trivial minutia. Uh, post antennas. Okay. <laughs> the post antennas on older cars were all of mostly a specific length, mm-hmm. and that was because in the old days the radio wave length was you know uh, with old analog radio. Was a, was a specific length. It really yeah. was a length. Yes. And uh, the antennas on the cars were to get as close to one quarter of a wavelength ah. as possible. You're and right. that facilitated AM radio transmission. Yeah. Same as, like, the CB radio needed a longer wavelength, and that's why the CB radios had the extra long whip antennas. Yeah. Oh. Interesting, isn't it? That yeah. is. You know, I, I completely uh, blanked out on that, but... You're, you're exactly accurate, and uh, if uh, what, maybe you know the answer to this. Why, why is it that the uh, directional uh, issue, when you have an AM signal, why does it pick up the AM signal if you're going south, maybe, and if you're going north or east or west, you don't get the signal? Uh, well, without without the post, wait a minute! I just answered my own question. Uh, because <laughs> yes, you did. Because it's 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 up in the air, and you get the yeah. Okay, very good. Okay, thank you very much for that, Dave. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a tech question for you. I don't know if you remember when I called back when this pandemic started. I was the guy who said, use your dog poop bags at the gas station. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was me. But uh-huh. anyway, here's a tech question. I know of a few people who have newer cars with newer electronics and computer systems. And I read uh, an article that said oftentimes the tire fault error code that would come up and sometimes the airbag error code that would come up or just even the warning light rather um, could be and were caused oftentimes by unshielded plug chargers or uh, you know like a laptop or a cell phone Hmm. and Rick do you know if there's anything to that Mm, I haven't really heard of that myself However, I could certainly see a possibility of it if you had, say, a, uh, uh, an adapter plugged into your 12-volt outlet that converted to 110 and you were running a laptop on it and it was near some of these electronics, the sensors for the airbags, I could see the potential for electromagnetic force, at the, the uh, field around it. Yeah actually interfering yeah. on those wires and causing a basically a erroneous code sure yeah you know the article went on to say that if you were a passenger in the back seat or in you know some suvs with the uh, accessory uh, uh plug farther back that it would it, it would even indicate different tires like the tires in the rear because of the proximity the truck. It was a very interesting article, but I, I didn't know how, uh, to give it much credence or not. And then where in the world do you have to go to Best Buy or someplace like that just to get a shielded plug and instead of buying one at Publix? <laughs> well, it, it may be actually that the the factory wire, your, your wire that came with your computer, if the shielding in, has just begun to deteriorate due to age. Yeah because most of them should be shielded pretty well. Like if you've ever noticed on a computer wire, there's always like a little spot, like a a plastic piece on the wire that's much larger than the wire, kind of added on, looks like a little, like a decoration or something. That's actually there to help reduce that electromagnetic interference. Okay, okay. I always thought that that was just there so that you didn't pull the wire out of the plug so easy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looks like that, but that's actually, that actually has an electromagnetic purpose. Now you sound like a guy with a technical education. Are you an engineer or? No, not at all. Uh, you're um, very, very well read. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm just curious about things. Yeah. And well, I love, love listening to the show. Thank you. Uh, I listen every, every weekend. I'm even trying to get my wife to call. She has a couple of technical questions as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, please I'd do. I'd let her do that, though. Yeah, yeah. I, tried, I gave her your number this morning. I said, you know, you should really call these guys because they'll be able to help you. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets uh, 50 bucks and she should have to split it with you if she calls. <laughs> no, she isn't splitting <laughs> anything with me. <laughs> hey, hey uh, listen, Dave, guys, did, have Nancy, I invited Nancy, you? have a happy birthday. Dave, Dave, thank you very much. Dave, have I uh, invited you to join Earl's Vigilantes? Have you heard? I, no, you know, I'm, I'm very curious about that. I even had a I even had a, a, a suggestion for a, a logo uh, that I gave you guys a couple weeks ago, though, 
Uh, it was uh, something with a very big dog on it, you know, in reference to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't decided on a logo we, yet, we got a dog on the logo. Uh -huh. we, we got a dog there. There you go. Oh, cool. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Awesome. No, listen, uh, I, I, I don't really have the ability to, to go and, uh, and, and actually physically, you know, or not physically, but, yeah. uh, experience wise with, uh, with new car purchases and, uh, maybe with repairs, uh, sometimes, but thank you so much for the offer. Um, I just don't think that that's something that you guys would benefit from. We understand. Well, we understand. Dave. Thanks, thank you. Dave. Thanks for your honesty. We love talking to you. So, uh, we'll wait to hear from, from you again. All right, you guys. Thanks. Have a great day. Happy birthday, Nancy. Thank you, Dave. Okay, okay, that uh, telephone number is 877-960-9960, and you can take advantage of youranonymousfeedback.com. And also, you can text us at 772-497-6530. So you got a lot of options. Give us a call. We'd love hearing from you. As I always say, ladies and gentlemen, you make the show. Now back to Stu. Yeah, we were just going to find out Rick's thoughts on <coughs> engine cooking, if he'd ever wrapped up some sausage, peppers, and onions in foil and put it on his engine block. Never have done it. I've seen that before. I've heard of this. I've heard of it. I've seen it. I always thought that just seemed like a very inefficient <coughs> manner, and you don't get an even cook because you wouldn't be able to flip it over. I'm going to recommend against doing that. Yeah. You probably don't want that stuff on your on your. You One know, of my favorite that, ones is the idea that, of putting a, a cookie tray in your back window on a hot day or up on the dash and let cookies bake in your car because then at least it would smell nice. I would do that, absolutely. That, that sounds like a f very familiar uh, <coughs> recipe. Uh, where's, that, where's that text from? There's no, there's no name on it. Oh. <laughs> it's not anonymous. I guess we could figure it out if we really, really tried. Yeah. Um, here's a uh, little bit more serious question. Uh, what happened to Saab? I never see their cars anymore. Are they still in business? Um, I actually Googled that. So oh, they haven't made any new cars since 2011. Um, they, they filed bankruptcy. I don't know if the company's still around in some other form, but they're not making new cars. So Yeah, it's uh, not surprising. I don't think they ever had a real quality car. And uh, they, the volume was very low. There'll be a lot more victims uh, of car manufacturers as we as we get into all electric, because a lot of people just can't afford to make that transition. Okay, that's great information. Uh, we're going to go to the phones where uh, we have a, a female caller, and her, I believe her, she's from Palm Beach Gardens. No, she's from West Palm Beach. And uh, Minna? Or? Minna, yes. Hi, good morning. Good morning, and welcome. Thank you, thank you. I have called before. So I am a repeat caller, and is it your birthday? Happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. I... Um, my question is on um, a 2012, it's a Mercedes SUV, mm -hmm. uh, the transfer case, the import shaft is leaking, the seal is leaking, and um, I ha they have to remove the transfer case and replace the seal and um, that would be the input seal, and they said at the same time I should replace the output seal. It's an expensive fix, and is, I'd like some information on this. Well, Rick can address the technical. Uh, I'll address the economic. Uh, you really need to get uh, at least three bids on that. 
and we can probably come up with a couple of recommendations. Uh, here in West Palm Beach, we could probably name a couple of qualified uh, independent uh, mechanics you could take a look at. But yeah, as long as you specifically know what the repair is, you should get uh, two other opinions and two other prices. Well, it, I, I agree there. However, you know, I called the dealership, and um, they don't call back mm -hmm. with a price. Mm -hmm. Well, so, uh, you, when, yeah. you, when you say you call, you call the dealership for a second opinion? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, there's uh, between, uh, you got uh, Delray is a, uh, there's a Delray Mercedes. There's two Mercedes uh, dealers in West Palm and North Palm. And there's, uh, I guess the nearest dealer north is probably up in, uh, 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 not Hope Sound, uh, uh, Fort Pierce. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, well, that, that, you, yeah, you could go to some independence. Let, let, let's ask Rick to address the technical issue here. You could probably shed some light on the time involved. Uh, I mean, I have, a I have a really nice mechanic that I have a lot of faith in. Good. Well, you're very so, lucky. Um, very I, lucky. You know. I beg your pardon? I said you're lucky to have somebody like that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, I'm not that good at cars. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're, we're not that. We're not car experts, but sure. he, he, he appears to be yeah. very straight. Well, that, that gives you another quote. So you're going to have the dealer. Uh, the, you know, you should find a dealer to get a quote, and then you have the independent mechanic. And we just need one more. Uh, how how long should that repair take? Uh, can you comment on the Mercedes? I, I couldn't even make a guess at it without okay. investigating what all is involved in it. Um, however, on the idea of replacing the other seals, anytime mm -hmm. you're going to have a, a big unit like that out of the car, I would mm -hmm. replace any sort of seal because seals, seals are not expensive in, in themselves. Well, that's, that's what he said to me, you know, mm. and uh, that's exactly what he said. And, and if they have, to take, they have to take it out to uh, replace the one seal, so, oh. you know, it's cost-effective just to replace the other seal. Too. Did he break the price down in terms of parts and labor? Uh, the seals cost this much and the time he has to yeah, take Yeah, the seals the, are, you know, practically nothing. Yeah. It's, it's the labor. Yeah, how much is he charging him per per labor hour? Uh, well, I don't know per labor hour, but it, it's it's over eight hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you should get another price. Uh, Rick, do you know a good uh, uh, someone in the foreign car area that uh, independent? Uh, I've heard good things about Foreign Affairs Auto if they're still in operation yeah. on Military Trail. Right. Um, okay, I've heard of them. The other one I would probably consider recommending, at least just to talk to them, is, oh, what is the name of that? It, it's on the place on US-1, a little ways north of Good Sam Hospital. Um, oh, let me Google up their, their name real quick. You know, you sound like you really have a hold on uh, all of this and the information uh, that you have. You said you didn't consider yourself an expert. But, uh, well, no, it's, it's because the mechanic was so forthright, I felt. Yeah. That, that helped. Explaining it. Yeah, uh, but it sounds like some extensive work. Uh, that labor is pretty expensive. Right. While Rick's uh, trying to get that information, I just, I just want to thank you to, uh, for calling because uh, there are other ladies out there that are listening to you, and uh, you've been an encouragement. Uh, back to Rick. <laughs> Palm Beach. Well, it's a very interesting show. I enjoy it. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate what you do for the oh, community. 
Thank you very Here's much. Here's the name of yeah. another mechanic. Uh, it's Palm Beach Prestige Auto. Prestige. And they're 2100 North Dixie. Hold on a sec. I'm sorry. Palm Beach Prestige, Prestige Auto. Yeah. Okay. And their telephone number is 561 832 7800. Okie doke. Okay. They're closed on weekends, but. One one thing I've noticed about that shop, they do a lot of high-end luxury car work, and mm -hmm. it seems like any time I go by there that they are open, they are just jammed up with work. Really? And there is okay. no, the only reason a place like that is that busy is because mm -hmm. they're doing something right. Yeah, people are coming back. Yeah. Right. Well, right. we, we wish you a lot of luck, and uh, oh, thank you, you. I hope you stay in touch and let us know how it uh, what the end was. Okie doke. Uh, All right, thank you very thank great you. day. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, the number is 877-960-9960. You can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, we'll go back to Rick. I got one here that uh, kind of interesting one. Guy Larrabee says... The alloy rims on the new C8 Corvette fail. I'm not sure what he means by failing, whether it's a, a, an appearance or breaking or what. It says they are warranted against workmanship and material faults, but G General Motors refuses to replace them, claiming it's due to poor design. Uh, now, what was the last part? Because of what? The design? Due to poor design. Well, if they designed it, right? General Motors designed it. Why wouldn't they cover it? Yeah, I think uh, Guy uh, try, uh, rephrase that. I, I think probably we're misinterpreting uh, what you're saying. If General Motors manufactured these, then they would be responsible for the design and the engineering and everything else. So uh, I would persist. If you got that feedback from a car dealer, I would probably go to another Chevrolet dealer and have them recontact the factory because. If it's under warranty, it's under warranty, and uh, they designed it, and that's the problem, and they're responsible for it. So maybe you send mm. us another YouTube. Yep. Uh, let's see. According to this, uh, on MotorBiscuit.com, they're saying cracked and deformed Corvette wheels may yeah. force another class action lawsuit. Yeah. Well, if it's out of warranty, you have a, a class action lawsuit. If you have it in warranty, then they have to fix it. So. Uh, let's maybe clarify, are your wheels in warranty or out of warranty? If they're out of warranty, that's a different story. Absolutely. Well, and it's really so difficult to get the factories to hold up to their, you know, end of the, uh, the repairs and everything else in between. I've heard uh, a lot of conversation about that this week. Yeah. Um, we're going to go uh, back to the telephones where John is calling back from Palm City. Good morning, John. Thanks for calling back. Good morning and happy birthday to Nancy. Thanks, we haven't sir. spoken in a while about dealers that take advantage of people that speak little or no English. Have a perfect example of somebody that was caught and they were caught good. Um, every trick in the book that you could do, uh, warranties, aftermarket, old added accessories, the dealer advertised in Chinese newspapers, okay? Mm. Bought in a lot of people could be speak no English, thought that they're in heaven, Chinese heaven, and boy, did they get socked too. So far, the district attorney of the state of New York wow. has found 
I think, um, looking over here, how many people? There's tw uh, 21 people so far, but he has an 800 number, 771-7755. Uh, wow. They got civil fines. Uh, the 21 people so far, they agreed to give him uh, reimbursement of $187,000. And let me tell you who the dealer is. I lived only five minutes away from him years ago, and he's mostly from cases 2014 to 2018. It's called Star Toyota, Bayside, New York, Northern Boulevard, conveniently located, not far from the Long Island Expressway, and Clearview. And boy, they really want to know additional people that have been socked to, mm. and it's a shame because it was that's an area that's a very heavy Asian and like five minutes from there is uh, Flushing, downtown Flushing, which has the largest Korean population in the United States. So it is a shame that people that spoke no English or little English, and they saw their ads in the Chinese newspaper, wow. went in and they got socked to buck good. Yeah, I just when I thought I'd heard it all, John, uh, that is a trick I've never heard. What a uh, underhanded, terrible thing to do. I. I didn't know where you were going at first. They actually had a Chinese language advertisement, and because, as you say, the heavy Asian population in uh, New York, uh, a lot of the Chinese were probably so happy. Oh, look, uh, there's an ad, and I, I can understand it, and they probably have a bunch of Chinese-speaking people and uh, contracts, and you know, it's been so hard dealing with American English-speaking, and now, so they flocked in, and they did it just to get them in the door, and then they took it, they probably didn't have anybody that spoke Chinese, and they spoke English, and the, by that time it was too late, they were in the dealership, yeah. and they were taken advantage of. That is, that is really low down. Well, it gets worse than that. The sales representative who said they were going to take care of them, sign this and do that, then the nerve, this has never been done before. They said to them, they demanded that they give them cash tips, Oh, Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Actually demanded, like you're going for a service, like a restaurant or something, and they demanded cash tips wow. for their service of helping you. Mm. Wow. That is so unbelievable. It, it, just, uh, it, uh, congrats, it's no end to it. Congratulations to the Attorney General of New York. They always seem to have uh, good guys, tough guys, and I don't know if they, if they had any gals in that position, but whoever the Attorney General of New York is, they seem to step up and take action. I wish Ashley Moody, our Attorney General, would emulate some of the actions I've seen on consumerism by New York Attorney Generals. Well, you're right. Last year, if you remember, I called in uh, 15 minutes away from them going toward Manhattan. They caught the major Chevrolet group uh, in Long Island City. Same type of shenanigans, but they're still in business. So, Earl, it tells me it seems like the manufacturers seem hesitant to revoke the franchise yeah. after there's exposure of a lot of their abuses. So it makes you wonder sometime what's going on, uh, whether they, you know, they're hesitant or they're afraid of big lawsuits. But it seems that even after they pay the fine, that they just continue. Yeah, John, part of the problem is that the, manufa the manufacturers are afraid of the state laws. The dealerships have lobbied in uh, changes in the, in, the, in the state laws to protect them against the manufacturers 
including to protect them from also other other things. But a manufacturer uh, has very few uh, reasons to cancel a car dealer's franchise. Uh, you, you can get away with bloody murder, not literally. Uh, in fact, that's probably the only crime that you have to commit to be canceled is if you murder somebody. But car dealerships can, can do all sorts of things, and they cannot be have their, their contracts franchised. In fact, I mean canceled. In fact, in a lot of cases in Florida, you might not know this, John, but in Florida, a contract with a manufacturer on a franchise agreement is, is a lifetime, is forever. Uh, it used to be two years, they used to be one year, then they went to two years, then they got to six years. Now the state laws have it in Florida. If you get a franchise from General Motors for a Chevrolet dealership, it's a lifetime franchise. It doesn't expire and have to be renewed. It's for as long as you live. I didn't know that, Earl, but do you notice lately a tremendous amount of dealers are changing hands? The latest one is right here in Stewart, mm -hmm. the Ford dealership. Just sold out. I don't know what's what's behind it. Whatever. Maybe it's just offers that they can't refuse. Yeah. But I do see a tremendous amount. I mean, uh, change of dealerships, yeah. and some of them, like Arrigo, they still keep the same name and yeah. they have the same advertising, current advertising. Yes. But it does seem like a strip of dealers that are changing hands. If you notice that also. Yeah. Part, yeah. Part of it is the fact that the car business is so good counterintuitively with the COVID pandemic, but the car business is more profitable. Car dealers are making more money today than ever. Manufacturers are making more money today than ever. And uh, so a lot of these, like the Larry Morgan Auto Group and other people are going out and buying these up and they're all, you know, making an offer the dealer can't refuse. You know, the dealer in Stewart, uh, they probably made him an offer uh, a lot more lucrative than anything he'd ever seen before. And he said, where do I sign? So uh, people are trying to buy up car dealerships because they're making so much money. Well, even John Stalupi, what did he do? He sold 70% of his dealership group. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. And recently, or, or that was before? Yes, recently. Oh, I 70%. Didn't I didn't know that. So, uh, yes. Very interesting. Well, you know, it comes down, like you say, it's, it's an offer that you can't refuse. <laughs> All right. Thank you, John. For sure. I'm, All I'm, right. I'm looking forward to the shopping report. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, John. We love hearing from you. Uh, I'm going to talk a moment uh, about the Attorney General, Ashley Moody. And, uh, you know, she, she really does a great job. And I'm going to say some positive things about her. Uh, there's been so many changes during the this pandemic. And uh, she, there's a lot of people that are struggling financially, and she's, uh, she's done a whole lot for the Consumer Protection Division. And uh, we talk about her, and uh, we, every week, you know, we expose a lot of car dealers, uh, but uh, we, we can't do it alone, and we need uh, the Attorney General Ashley Moody. Uh, to give us a helping hand, and I hope somebody out there who's listening or, you know, maybe with some luck, uh, the uh, Consumer Division might be listening, and uh, you can help us out uh, to protect the consumer. Uh, like you said, uh, everybody is struggling financially, so we really need your help, uh, Ashley, so uh, keep that in mind. Thank you. Uh, we're going to go to Dennis, uh, who is calling us from Lake Worth. Good morning, Dennis. Yes, good morning. Happy birthday, Nancy. Uh, thank you, Dennis. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I, I just have a, 
little question. I wonder if Stu is either prophetic or had some inside information, because I uh, read a big article yesterday about a uh, charging mat that BMW has come out with for one model of their car, uh, for their electric cars, and uh, you just drive over it. It says it has a 96% efficiency rating to charge your car, and uh, they also said the SAE worked with them and numerous other manufacturers that are going to be using this mat for their cars. So uh, I yeah. thought that was quite an interesting uh, story after Stu was talking about something like that. I like to think of about of myself as a prophet and a, a visionary. <laughs> and Max, I, I think that was, I mean, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I think Earl came up with that. You said pulling it into your uh, into your garage and having it charge automatically without having to worry about it. Yeah, this device, if you come, if you're within 14 inches, um, you're charged. So you put your, your mat or whatever it is that's on the floor of your garage, you pull in there. And, and within 14 inches and overnight, you got a full charge. Actually, a 90% charge. It doesn't take it quite up to 100%, but that's all you really need. Pretty expensive, though. Yeah, I didn't. I know right now they said it was just available on one model of BMW, and then I forget the other cars. Yeah, yeah several thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. So. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the price, like everything else, will come down. And pretty soon, everybody, you know, as I as I said last week, we talked about if you can imagine anything, if you can imagine it, it will happen. I, you know, we were. Uh, did you know they're growing chickens now? I was telling the, the folks here in the <laughs> studio before the show that in the Philippines they've just made it legal to. Uh, uh, to uh, sell chickens in restaurants, a uh, chicken sandwich that was uh, manufactured in a laboratory. Real chicken, but they, they take it from a cell and grow it into uh, They have to call it lab bird. The chi chicken breast, yeah. So if you can mm -hmm. imagine it, it will happen, and uh, wireless charging is here, and uh, five years from now it'll be standard operating procedure. The, uh, the technology is going crazy. Yeah, well, I just, like I say, after hearing last week and then hearing it's here already, it's uh, that was interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dennis. And by the okay, way, it's Lake Worth you. Beach now, right? Lake Worth Beach. Well, no, actually, I, I live in unincorporated, uh, we used to do the unincorporated Palm Beach County where they call it Lake Worth, so I don't actually live in Lake Worth Beach. I still live in the part oh, of it called okay. Lake Worth. I got you. Yeah, you're out west where I am. Yes, yes, that I am. Yeah, close to Wellington. I don't know how they ever called it Lake Worth out here, but, oh, uh, you know, yeah, it might as well be Wellington. But I don't yeah. think Wellington was here yet when they named it uh, Lake Worth, so... Okay, well, thanks. Have a good day. Thanks, thanks Dennis. Guys. Thanks for the Bye. call. Uh, we have a mystery shopping report coming up at, uh, oh, I guess we get to it around 9.30, so you want to stay tuned for that. And that mystery shop is from Al Hendricks Toyota, and uh, it's a, a, a mystery shop based on uh, Costco pricing. And you're going to find it very, in, very informative. So give us a call. Stay with us. And uh, that number is 877-960-9960. And uh, our text is 772-497-6530. And we're going to go to Paul, who is holding from North Palm Beach. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. I love your show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. I have a technical Oh, it's great. I look forward to it every week. Oh, wonderful. I have a technical question. I have a uh, 2013 Mini Cooper, and it has a fan that uh, turns on when you turn the car off. I'm assuming if it's hot. I'm assuming it has some kind of thermostat, and then uh, when it cools down a little bit, the fan uh, stops. Well, I recently had to change the battery, so it was disconnected, reconnected it. 
And now, even when I run the car just for a, a few seconds even, the fan runs for maybe five minutes. I wondered if I did something wrong by disconnecting the battery or I have to do something to get it back to run normally again. I don't think so. Probably there's a learning, uh, maybe a reset that the computer has to relearn certain values. Um, most of the computers in your car are, they're, they're set up to learn your driving patterns in that. So when you disconnect the battery, it kills all that memory. And then the car has to relearn certain features of itself by just comparison over time. I would give it a week or two, as long as it's not running for any really long length of time that might draw your battery down. If it doesn't seem to straighten out after a week or two, then I'd have somebody check it out. But I, I wouldn't be too worried about it right now. As long as it's not running for more than just a few minutes, just enough to circulate air somewhere. You know, it's really, it's really interesting, and I think you're right, Rick. And it's, it's, it's spooky uh, that this, uh, I, I'll call it artificial intelligence, is probably not literally, but your car does learn your driving habits. And, uh, you know, I'll get in the car now, and I'm going somewhere, and it tells me where I'm going. I say, how the hell do you know where I'm going? And I'm thinking about it, it knows my driving habits. So yep. if I get in the car at a certain wow. time on a certain day for the radio show, every time Saturday morning when I get in the car to go to the radio show, uh, my, my navigation says it's going to take you 18 minutes to get there, Google, because of the, uh, of the uh, driving conditions at that time. Well, and it is artificial intelligence. It is, yeah, yeah. I mean, the it's scary great. part is it's getting smarter yeah. than we are. It's got me. Yeah, right. It's going to be frightening when they get this. Yeah, you know, they're already smarter than a lot yeah. of us. <laughs> oh, that's great information. Very interesting. Well, I, I really appreciate your help. And again, I just look forward to your show so much. You really do a wonderful service. Thanks, Paul. Thanks so much, Paul. We look forward to hearing oh, from okay. you again. Have a wonderful day. Very good. Yes, you too. You're welcome. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, look at Alexa. She tortures us sometimes, doesn't she? Mm -hmm. I think yeah. she knows she's doing it. Yeah, she's a, <laughs> some of the personality in her home. Okay, we got some, oh, we got a YouTube over here. This one's right up your alley. Ernesto Ortega is asking, good morning. How can you tell if you're getting a fresh car on the lot? Is it by the manufacturer date on the plate in the driver's door, or is there another way? And by the way, he also says happy birthday, Nancy. Oh, thank We've you. We've had lots of happy birthdays for you. I'm telling you. Yeah, you can get the manufacturing date, and that will certainly give you the uh, 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 more accurate. But uh, when the car has been uh, passed around from dealer to dealer and dealer traded, uh, the, you, you could ask the dealer, and they might tell you the truth about how long it's been on his lot. But the manufacturing date uh, would be the would be the best. Indication. I got to look at one of those VIN plates. I mean, I know you got the year. I don't know if there is there an actual manu date of manufacture on that little plate in the door jam. It'll give you the month and year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that gets that puts yeah. you in the ballpark. Yeah. But I think uh, Rose alluding to sometimes it's not necessarily chronological time. It's what happened to that car in its short lifespan. A brand new car get manufactured can be transferred back and forth between three or four dealers. Uh, get gotten damaged, joy ridden, miles put on it. So. Um, um, it is your best bet to try and get the freshest car that comes in because it's the least likelihood to have damage. Exactly, or for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Okay, we're going to go back to the phones and uh, we are going to go to a regular caller from Palm Beach Gardens, and that is Mark. Good morning, Mark. Welcome. 
Good morning, Nancy. I'll just add to everyone else and wishing you a happy birthday. Uh, good morning, Earl, Stu, and Rick. Um, I've been scratching my head this morning trying to come up with a, a good question to ask and can't come up with anything. So I bye, want Mark. to do... Uh, <laughs> pardon? I was kidding. I said goodbye, Mark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I wanted to go ahead and um, kind of give the... Uh, vigilante movement kind of a boost here okay. every morning i uh kind of anxiously look through my emails to see if i've been contacted by any of your viewers to see if they you know give me a vigilante question <laughs> and i haven't seen anything so i just wanted to encourage all the people that are listening here today that if you have even the simplest of questions, it doesn't have to be a major problem or something you're dealing with, but if you have a question about uh, your oil change or how often you should get your car looked at or, you know, you heard something that you were worried about your car, you know, even the simplest of things, um, please feel free to use the vigilante system that the team has set up, that we're all out here to help you. And um, I'm looking forward to getting some emails. So please, if you got any questions for me, I'm listed on the vigilante list. So just look up my email, give me a, a text, and I will be more than happy to answer any question. There is no question that is silly. Well, thank so you, Mark. I want to uh, say that out there as a vigilante myself. We're going to promote you. I, I like that. I think it was very nice. Uh, what was what would you make Mark a corporal? He's a private. And... We, we gotta see how he does. Yeah, okay. So, well, so but, far, this yeah. is all, all in the resume right now. He was now. giving us a plug right now. He's giving us a plug. <laughs> he gets credit for that. You yeah. got a hat coming your way, Mark. So, so yeah. So, uh, thanks, hey, thanks for I'm the plug, Mark. Keep your eyes open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, yeah, what did, what did you I'm say? I'm a colonel as far as the pelicans go. So uh, maybe <laughs> you know, I'm more than happy to be a vigilante pelican guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, dear listeners, please please use the vigilante system. We're only out here to help to help you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, guys, and uh, have a wonderful day. And Nancy, enjoy your birthday. Okay? Uh, thanks, Mark. We love hearing from you. Wow, he's become a regular. Okay, folks, eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We got and a lot of calls. I think. Uh, I believe that uh, Stu has some. I got a ton. Oh, jeez. Yep. Let's jump over to Anne Marie. Uh, it says, good morning. Decades ago, it was common for cars to be manufactured overseas and shipped here. Now, many, quote, unquote, foreign manufacturers have assembly plants in America. I was wondering, does your dealership see any vehicles manufactured in Japan anymore, or is all your inf inventory coming from U.S. plants? Any vehicles coming from Canada or Mexico uh, before closed, COVID closed the borders? Uh, do most of your vehicles come by truck, rail, or ship? Uh, does that affect the cost of transportation, or is it just a flat rate? Um, well, I can kind of address that. M most of the yeah. Toyotas are made in, in North America, I think over 70% of them. Um, it's, but we, it's a global economy. We have cars that are made in, in Turkey. <laughs> That's the CHR. Uh, the Tacomas are made in, in Mexico and Baja, California. We got uh, in Ontario, uh, Canada. It does the RAV4s. We have trucks made in Indiana. Is Lexus Australia. still made in, the, uh, in Japan? Uh, they are, but some are actually made in, I think, uh, the RX uh, vehicles are made in Ontario, Canada. So mm -hmm. they're made in North America. And um, 
Yeah, we still see some forerunners that are made in Japan, um, Priuses, even some RAV4s are. If you can tell by looking at the VIN. So if it says J, it's made in Japan. And probably uh, Toyota probably exports more cars to Japan from the U.S. than they import. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a cool little system they got. It's spread out over the world. I think American cars or North American, it's or it's one is in the VIN, and then five for Canada. So it's kind of interesting. Um, we get cars uh, delivered by rail. All the manufacturing plants uh, take them by rail to uh, the, the port facilities. Um, and actually ships will actually dock at, the, dock at the port facilities if they're coming from overseas. And then they're sent out on those car carriers you see on the road. So that's back, back in the day, uh, before Toyota had been here too long, uh, the smart uh, deal was to buy a Japanese car. But you'd have, uh, you'd have the same Toyota model built in Japan and built in the U.S., and the one built in Japan was just a little bit better. And the word got out, and uh, it became a factor, and you could look at the VIN number and tell the the country of manufacture, and you still can. But right now, it's equal. Uh, The the quality is standard worldwide. Yeah, and this is, uh, you've talked about this on the show before, too. She says, does it affect the cost of transportation? Years ago, it did, and they standardized that. That's why you have the manufacturer shipping and handling or the destination charge. Yeah, people would drive to Detroit to buy a car because the freight was nothing. So it's the same regardless of the distance. Yeah. Uh, She also adds on, she uh, she sent a link to a Jalopnik article with a, uh, there's a ship that capsized right outside of Brunswick. So that's what she wanted, got her curiosity going about shipping practices. She says the, um, the capsized ship picked up a cargo in Mexico before coming to several American ports. It was scheduled to li- deliver vehicles to the Middle East. Obviously, it didn't make it. And uh, she wanted to know how much inventory uh, do we get comes by ship. Uh, well, about 30% because of the ones that come from Japan. So those are that's what's coming in. Excuse me, Stu. We're going to go to the phones. Uh, Paul is calling from Missouri, and uh, he's been with us before. Welcome, Paul. Welcome. Uh, how are you all doing today? Happy birthday to you, Nancy. Oh, uh, thanks, Paul. How's the weather in Missouri? Uh, uh, it's cold. Cold this morning. I bet. Uh, I, I think I would have got a little, well, I almost did get choked up listening to Earl and the guys sing happy birthday to you, too, so I don't blame <laughs> you there. Yeah, that was quite a surprise. You all need to take that show on the road. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was bad, uh, I'll admit it. <laughs> Yeah. You should have said on stage, uh, and you then said there's one leaving town in two hours. That's an old, old joke. Old joke. Yeah. Uh, my, I, I went ahead uh, this past week and uh, put some money down on a, a 2021 Toyota Camry. And uh, my, they're uh, getting ready. Uh, it's in freight. I don't understand all this is why I'm calling. They... It's in freight. It's going to Nashville, and they're going to be sending somebody from from uh, from the Toyota dealership in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, to Nashville to bring it back. Uh, is that a common practice? No, I, uh, I'm a little surprised. So you're 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 buying from a local dealer in Missouri, and uh, he's telling you the car will be. Uh, arriving in Nashville and they're sending someone to Nashville to pick the vehicle up. I've never heard of such a thing. I, I would, Well, they're, yeah. they're doing a uh, dealer trade is what it is. Oh, okay. Well, that could be the world's because, longest dealer trade. Uh, how far is it from Nashville to, uh, where, where are you in Kansas City? Uh, uh, no, I'm in southeast Missouri. Yeah. Uh, 
in the boot hill. It's about a 200-mile drive. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, we, we trade yeah, cars in, uh, in Jacksonville. That's 300 miles, so it's kind of extreme. But, uh, yeah, and uh, they will send a guy there. And uh, are they adding, are, are they charging you for the uh, transportation and the cost of the trade? I don't know. Yeah, you know, we hadn't you know, really got in. You know, I went ahead and put put some money down on it so yeah. to secure it because they didn't have that many uh, that many out. She could she couldn't locate one. Is what the problem was. It's not common practice to charge the customer for the trade, yeah. but dealers will do it if they can get away with it. And uh, yeah, I don't think they're charging me. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, they they wanted me to put like a deposit down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to secure the secure the deal, and that's going towards the payment of my car. Okay, well, yeah, okay, that's yeah. Uh, unusual, but not uh, you know not uh, never happened kind of a thing. So uh, you're probably dealing with a honest dealer, and hopefully he's treating you right. And did you get some competitive prices from other dealers? Yes, I did. And uh, do you care if I tell you how much they they're going to do the deal for? No, I'd love to hear it. Uh, thirty thousand five hundred forty-seven. That's with the, uh, that's the out-the-door price, including tax and tag. Yeah, uh, including uh, that. That's just the, uh, what do they call that the, uh, uh, nine ninety-five delivery fee. Oh, they got you on the hidden fee, but that's okay. Uh, it's the bottom yeah, line. Yeah, and, and one hundred ninety-nine dollars on the. Uh, uh, oh, what they, what's that other fee they've got? Well, they call them uh, the uh, hidden fees. They call them tag agency, electronic filing fee. Uh, yeah, doc yeah. fee. Doc was, fees, yeah. yeah. Doc fee is one hundred ninety-nine dollars in Missouri. But the out the door was thirty-five forty-seven. Stu, how was that on a basic uh, twenty twenty-one Camry? Uh, which model is it? It's a uh, the. XLE, XLE. thirty thousand five hundred forty-seven dollars. You're in the ballpark right there, without seeing the details, but I don't think that you got a bad deal. I think you did a pretty good job for yourself. Yeah, congratulations. I, think I did too. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, the the only thing that I've noticed, and I've been oh, and I also volunteered to be a bit vigilante. I think I can help yeah. people. Oh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> well, I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, they I, really I, went. I, they really went yeah. above and beyond for you. Yes, they did. Yeah. And, uh, and I think the hours that I've spent listening to your show and listening to uh, other people on YouTube, I, I think I could point people in the right direction. And if I can, I know I can by telling them to call your show or email you on a Saturday morning or what. Well, Paul, you got well, a hat. You got a hat coming your way, vigilante right. hat. I'll reach. I'll get your shipping address. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, All right. Uh, and th- there was one other thing too. The one thing that I've noticed, uh, because I've asked her, you know, she, and uh, she didn't, we hadn't discussed the monthly um, uh, payment, but uh, I've got some more money to put down besides that $1,000, and I'm not telling her, I've not told her that uh, how much I'm going to put down, mm-hmm. but uh, it's going to be a pretty substantial amount. Well. And, uh, She's, I'm pushing for 48, and she keeps saying 60. Well, be sure and, uh, that you get uh, you get a price from your bank, and your or, and or your credit union on the financing. Uh, you'll save a lot of money if you don't go through the dealer, unless 
Uh, Toyota has what they call a subvented rate, which is a zero uh, percent or a one percent sort of they thing. They got a zero point nine. We got a zero point nine percent financing. Oh, okay, that's great. Then mm -hmm. yeah, that'll that, that that's good. You should go. You should go uh, with point nine percent financing. You should finance as much as you possibly can. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't put any more money down uh, than I had to because you take advantage that way of the low interest. Right. right. Is, is there a is there stipulations on that zero point nine? Well, you have credit uh, requirements, and uh, you, you, they have right. an alternative. Would be a cash uh, rebate from a manufacturer. Could be a thousand dollars, and then you just have to do the arithmetic to see how you would come out ahead using a 0.9% or taking uh, financing through your credit union or bank, paying a higher interest rate, and then getting a $1,000 rebate. Uh, you just have to do that calculation. Depending on the length of financing and how much you finance will determine the answer to that question. Right. And the, uh, the, uh, the one thing that I have noticed that I, uh, well, shoot. I forgot now what I was going to say, but anyway, I I have been uh, I have been really noticing stuff uh, through this deal mm -hmm. that I think I can help that I think I can help with other people. And oh, that's wonderful. Yesterday, well, you're, you're our yes. senior you're our senior vigilante in Missouri, and uh, we thank you. And we uh, welcome you on board, and uh, yeah. and we'll, you'll get your hat shortly, and we're looking forward to your reports and. Uh, Spread the word that uh, everybody in Missouri uh, can get some tips from you um, anytime they go to buy a car. Paul, vigilante Paul. Yeah, and Paul, you know, yes. uh, you're, you've really done your homework, and you've taken notes, and uh, you're holding all the cards. And, uh, you know, we can't thank you enough for giving us a call and sharing all that information with us and uh, joining us on uh, the Earl's Vigilantes. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that that I have noticed about I even watch uh, on YouTube, uh, uh, you know these expert uh, training salesmen, tra they mm -hmm. train salesmen at the dealership and stuff. I've watched hours upon hours upon hours <laughs> of these videos to know what they know. So, so that I can know what they know, wow. and they don't know what I know. So, for the first time in my car buying experience life, I feel like I'm more in control because I know what's going to happen next. I figured out like the the payment monthly payment at zero point nine percent financing for for five years, and I can do it for just a few more dollars at four years. And, and it'd be a shorter term and save more money that way. And I'm in control if they, uh, and, and it, I feel good about that. I really do. Well, that's great. Uh, so good to hear. Yeah. Well, we're proud of you, Paul, and we're looking forward to doing some more business as your vigilante reports come in. And uh, call again next week. We'll be looking for your call. Yeah. It's been a great well, conversation. I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean for this to be a, a weekly habit, but uh, I can't stop listening to your show. We, and, uh, we love you. We love a, your call. That's a, call. That's a great addiction. Week, okay. I think well, uh, I think Paul qualifies for Vegas. He could be. He could read cards. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
Okay, we got the mystery, shop, mystery shopping report coming up, and uh, okay. uh, and we'll talk to you next week. One Paul. more thing. One more thing. Uh, yesterday was m- my wife and uh, our anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary! And and I request that you all go ahead and sing us happy anniversary. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I, I, I sensed that coming. Uh. All right, Paul. Bye bye. We gotta get we gotta get on the mystery shopping report, and we got a okay. couple texts here. You you have a great okay. week, and we'll talk Y'all to you keep next week. Practice some singing. Uh-huh. <laughs> need it. Thanks so we'll much, see Paul. Bye bye. Bye bye. It's a real comedian. Okay, uh, yeah, like Earl said, we do have that mystery shopping report coming up, and uh, that's from Al Hendricks Toyota. Hendrickson. Uh, pardon me. Al Hendrickson. Al Hendricks. Yeah. yeah and uh, his son. Son. <laughs> We're just making a play on words. He's trying to throw you off because it's your birthday, season. All right. Um, I got a few more texts if you want to get to before. Uh, yeah, we, yeah we got time for uh, some yeah. more texts. We got from Steve in New Jersey. He says, "Good morning, Earl. Happy birthday, Nancy." Um, are the car de- are the car manufacturers trying to eliminate the DIYs? I just changed my neighbor's 2011 Subaru Outback headlights. Had to remove the front plastic bumper cover, then remove the headlight assembly to replace a 10 bulb. Took me three hours. The dealer wanted 450 bucks. Is this crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. And, and of, of course, I mean, I don't know if there's a, an actual department in the manufacturers un- eliminating the do-it-yourselfers, but obviously they want uh, uh, you to do it with the dealers. They want you to come back because for retention they want to sell parts. And uh, so, yeah, but, Rick, they don't design them that way to make them intentionally complicated. They're just the way they're aerodynamic and integrated with all the other systems. What do you think? Well, they, they're just before Rick answers, the average, think about what your time is worth. And, uh, and, and think about what the car dealers charge. And uh, they charge uh, not by the clock hour, they charge by the flat rate hour. And most good technicians beat the flat rate hour. The average labor rate, correct me if I'm wrong, Rick, is probably, you know, I'll pull this number out of the air, but it's about $150 an hour. So uh, the average technician can do a, a $150 an hour job and probably less than an hour. So he's effectively getting paid over $200 an hour uh, in terms of a clock, in terms of the, the clock. The shop is getting paid that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, 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 <clears throat> shop, yeah. yeah. Rick only gets a piece of it, and the, and the dealership gets the rest of it, mm-hmm. but you're paying all of it. So uh, think about what your time's worth, and, and let's use another round number here. If your time's worth more than $200 an hour, and the job is of a skill that you can deal with and not uh, screw things up and create more of a problem. But if you can fix something like put a uh, headlight assembly on or take it off or whatever this uh, issue was, and you're skilled, you're good with your hands, and you're not making more than $200 an hour, you're saving yourself money by doing it yourself. Uh, On the other hand, if you don't have the skill, then you just have to go pay pay the piper and uh, have someone uh, make good money. Uh, as I say, Rick, Rick doesn't get uh, all of that. The dealership gets a big chunk of it. So, but you pay all of it. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's expensive, you know, 150 bucks or $200 per hour. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of money to pay to have something fixed. Mm-hmm. But to go with what Stu was saying, yeah, cars are getting so tight a fit now on anything that you do. There's a very good reason that my hands are 
covered in scars mm -hmm. from scratches and cuts because I try to shortcut things by shoving my hands into places they should not be mm. just to change the light bulb. And mm. I honestly think there may be a conspiracy among the designers and the builders of the cars to make every plastic or metal edge as razor sharp as they can do it. Yeah. <laughs> because there are some cars that yeah. it literally is like shoving your hand into a nest of razor blades hmm. just Lovely. to change a light bulb. It's silly, but yeah. it's what we do. <laughs> okay, text. Well, John in California says, good morning, everyone, and happy bee day. Nancy sent a picture of a bee with a balloon. This is happy oh, birthday. Well, thank you. Um, um, he's following up on the Corvette question. He's if the manufacturer did a design that fails and they're responsible for their design, why won't they take responsibility for certain product mm. failures? In my case, is the Dodge Ram exhaust manifold studs that break and that's their design failure. What can be done to take care of this? Um, there's a lot of Ram owners that have this issue, uh, but Ram, um, and I, they say Ram because they, because I believe they separated from Chrysler, if I'm not mistaken, and they won't do anything about it. Uh, what can be done about this? And it, well, once again, he says, happy birthday, Nancy. Yeah, well, the answer is that every failure is basically a design failure, and the warranty limits that. So you have a three-year warranty, and they, they designed the uh, alternator wrong, uh, and it failed in four years instead of three years. It's still a design failure, but it's out of the warranty. And legalese, legal trumps reality. I've always taken the position as a dealer to, uh, with my customers is if it was a de design defect, the manufacturer always bears some responsibility. Uh, it's silly that you would have a car that was three years and one day old and uh, uh, you have a transmission failure and you have to pay $2,000, but the day before yesterday, it would have been free. Uh, to me, there should be a, a gradient measure of responsibility and if a car has a lifespan of 10 years, anytime during that 10 years there's a, a, a failure because of design, there should be some element of responsibility on the manufacturer's part. In fact, there really is, and most of them will accept that, but they don't want to call it warranty because they don't want to have their hands tied. They call it goodwill. Rick? On the Corvette issue there, I looked at, got a little more research into that. They're saying that the wheels on these Corvettes are made with cast metal instead of forged mm. and that they are therefore more brittle and they're having hundreds of these wheels breaking mm -hmm. even while the cars are still under warranty. So that'll be a class action suit. And GM is saying that it's that the drivers are hitting too many potholes. Of course. And well, somehow I see Corvette drivers as being the type that they're just yeah. going to, you, you, you spent how much money on a Corvette? And you're going to go out on a road and find every pothole you can I want, find? I, I want a piece of that a class action suit because <laughs> General Motors is going to get hammered on that. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I hear this every now and then from Toyota and some other people. Well, it's because of the way you drive the car. Uh, you know, do you polish your car every, every month? Uh, do you park it in the garage? I mean, come on. Yeah. I bought the car, and maybe I don't have a garage. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, people drive cars, and sometimes they drive them in Arizona. Sometimes they drove them in Massachusetts. You sold a car. You didn't ask me where I was from or if I had a garage where you sold me the car. And I, I, you should be able to take care of it. So uh, anyway, I'm getting emotional. That's okay. Yeah. We got a lightning round of anonymous feedback if we get through it. Okay, yeah. Now, here we go. Mark Twain's, if you tell the truth, 
you don't have to remember anything. Seems like few car dealers or salesmen believe this based on your secret shopping reports. <laughs> that's, as a matter of fact, that's one of your favorite uh, phrases in your, yeah. in your recovering phase of your career. Yeah, it's amazing how much I, I, I can say anything I want to now because I don't have to think you first. Never, yeah. I, sometimes I sound silly like right now. But okay, here's another one. Can a, can a dealer with multiple manufacturer franchises sell all their brands at each other's location? No. In other words, can a Toyota dealer sell has a Kilo dealership sell a key at their Toyota location. No, you can't do that. You'll get you'll get in trouble. <laughs> Not <laughs> yeah. as a new car. You can sell any used car you want, but yes. you can't sell a new car except in your franchise location approved by that manufacturer. Okay. Lightning round continues. Check out the fine print with those insurance trackers. You are giving the insurance company free license to spy on you anytime, all the time. Also, once you're labeled a high-risk driver, according to their bias and subjective data, then kiss any good rates goodbye. So basically, you turn over your privacy to Big Brother and get shot in the foot for doing so. Why would you would you do this again for a few dollars back from the insurance company? Really? Deal with it. 21st century, there is no more privacy. Accept it and move on with your life. Okay. Hmm. With the future of car dealerships seriously <laughs> <Okay>. in question, <laughs> with, the ser with the future of car dealerships seriously in question, what are your plans, Earl, ever think about radio full-time? Radio full-time? You're saying with the future of car dealerships in question, oh. would you consider radio <laughs> full-time? Uh, you know, yeah, I know that's meant to be a joke. Uh, it's true that car dealerships are, are an endangered species, and uh, I don't worry about it as much as my sons do. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, a lot of things are changing, folks, and, and some people are not going to be able to deal with it. Some people are going to hate it. I roll with the punches. Uh, we, we feel, we know that there will not be a franchise dealership selling Toyotas in Palm Beach County the way we do now 50 years from now. We know there probably won't be one 30 years from now. And, uh, and as you come down to 20 and 10, you know, the probability varies. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, things are changing and they're changing radically. Those who are uh, best equipped to adapt are the ones that will survive and the ones exactly. that won't. So. Um, more anonymous feedback. Why haven't helmets been given consideration as mandatory safety equipment when driving a car? <laughs> Everything is a measure of degree, and certainly you could build a perfectly safe car uh, by requiring helmets and other things, but the, the comfort factor, we have to, we have to trade off comfort and practicality with safety, and uh, there you are. That's, uh, it's, uh, that's the reason we have the media, that's the reason we have consumer advocates. Uh, if the manufacturers had their way, we wouldn't have airbags or seatbelts today. Yeah. I was a car dealer when we didn't have seatbelts or airbags, and when they came out with the airbags and the seatbelts, we, we fought it, we fought it, we fought it. It's crazy, it's terrible, and uh, I wouldn't get in the car today without a seatbelt or an airbag. So, yep. times are changing. Speaking of seatbelts, here's a question for Rick, anonymous seatback. Rick, my old car's seatbelt has become crusty and hard and it's difficult for it to retract when I unbuckle. After I clean it with some warm water, it works a little bit better for a short while. I also have a new car. Its seatbelts are silky smooth. What can I do <laughs> with my new car to keep them smooth and easy to retract over the next decade? Uh, you can try to keep them as clean as you possibly can. But for that older car, replace that seatbelt. Okay. Um, 
Anonymous feedback. California is going to ban the sale of gas-powered vehicles beginning in 2035. How are they going to handle this? Won't Californians just get their gas cars in Nevada? What about private sales? Is this going to happen in other states? Earl, do you agree with this sort of government action? Um, yes and no. I, I, I wear two hats. I, I wear my business hat. I wear my consumer hat. Sometimes I get confused with two hats on. And, uh, yeah, I... California <laughs> irritates me. <laughs> You've ever left the house both yeah. at the same time? California oh, yeah. irritates me in a lot of ways, but they've led the charge. And California is the biggest state, most populous, uh, and uh, they set trends, uh, like it or not. And I think a lot of the trends they set have been very positive, and some of them weren't so positive. Okay. So uh, they're a powerful state, and uh, I have mixed emotions about California. Good answer. Two more, more anonymous feedback. How can I buy a new car for my wife as a Christmas present? I want it to be titled in her name, so how do I do this without tipping her off? I want to surprise her. Uh, What's your name? Don't do that. Um, you did not hear that here, folks. Uh, <laughs> probably the best way to do it is go ahead and do it in your name, and then after the surprise and all the good feeling, then you can transfer and get her on the, on yeah. the title. So, um, How many people don't forge names of their spouses? How many people don't forge names, period? I mean, the whole signatures are silly. obsolete. They're silly. Absolutely Anybody silly. can for And you should be careful when you go into the business office at a car dealership. Yeah. Your signature will be forged, oh, sure. I guarantee you. Oh, we, we've, we've had that. <laughs> we've we've yeah. been scammed before. Without a warning, he pulls that hat out. Right. But, the, but to answer your question seriously, just go ahead and buy the car, put it in your name, and then come back after the fact. So then you, then you get the surprise. And right. don't forget that red ribbon. That's right. Uh, last, last anonymous feedback. Uh, don't you think that if we were able to, to communicate with other drivers, wirelessly and hands-free, of course, the roadways would be safer? Don't aircraft do this? Imagine being able to communicate a road hazard or your intention to change lanes or even explain why you're driving slow like you're transporting a post-surgical patient home. Yeah, I would, I would love to be able to. I'll go, you, I'll go you one better. <laughs> your car will communicate with other cars. Autonomous cars will. And it's a lot better than you because maybe you're a super sharp person, but there are a lot of bozos out there driving cars that you don't want to be communicating with. But if your car is built to strict specifications, they will all communicate very, very accurately. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to communicate personalized messages to other cars, though. <laughs> well, not to mention the fact that the computers can communicate with all the other computers within a half mile range yeah. instantly. Whereas it takes us how many seconds to make one statement to one person? Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Hmm. I just want to say, <laughs> type a little message. You know, when I, look at, when, I, when I look in my side view mirror now, when I look in my side view mirror and I have the warning of the, my blindside warning thing, yep. I never realized this, and Rick probably knew it, but it will it, it warns me of the person in my blindside at varying distances based on the velocity. So mm -hmm. yeah, the thing that gets me, I do a double check the rearview mirror and the, and the blindside warning. I'll have a car two blocks away and I get a blindside warning. I say, what the hell is that? Well, what the hell is that? It's he's calculated. doing 100 miles an hour. Uh -huh. And he's, he's, he's in my face before I know it. So these cars have got an artificial intelligence now and uh, they are the computers in the cars are far better to protect you than you are. You don't want to communicate, let the car communicate and we'll be much safer. That's right. Okay. Hey, we're all caught up. Fantastic. Congratulations. Mystery shopping report. This is of Al Hendrickson Toyota, uh, and it's a Costco style shopping report. And we're doing this because 
My latest blog is uh, called Costco Auto Buying Program, Your Best Bet for a Lower Price. And you can access that by EarlOnCars.com. You can read it in Florida Weekly and uh, Hometown News. And I have, uh, what I think I'm looking at it right now, I think I have seven or eight tips. Uh, yeah, I have seven. And you can, you can identify as the shopping reports goes by that these, what, these have to be observed when you're using the Costco auto buying program. And you can, excuse me, you can also go to Earl and Cars uh, to uh, read that uh, report. Mm -hmm. Very okay. interesting. Uh, best laid plans of mice and men. Uh, I'm gonna skip this first part. We, we ended up, Stu covered that at the beginning of the show and we were gonna shop one dealer, we shopped another dealer, and, uh, but it was a Toyota dealer. The motivation uh, really was we wanted to emphasize the Costco auto buying program, which is really your best bet. And if you're not a Costco member, uh, spring for 60 bucks and become a Costco member. 60 bucks a year is, is dirt cheap compared to what uh, you can save. You can save 10 times that when you're buying a car on the Costco auto buying program. So uh, Costco auto buying program, we want to show you what you have to do. Uh, the challenge, uh, we, we love the Costco auto buying program, but we don't like the, it's, it's too complicated. And so this is a simplification. And you, as Nancy just said, go to earlandcars.com and there's a blog article and you got it on Florida Weekly, you got it on Hometown News uh, and uh, use it, join Costco. And my, let me tell you, the car dealers don't like the Costco auto buying program because they have to sell you the car too cheap. They have to sell you the car by contract at the lowest price. That car cannot be sold to anybody else lower, has to be sold at a higher price than anybody else. Costco members have to buy it at a lower price. And let me tell you something, if a car dealer had to sell all his cars at the Costco price, he'd lose a ton of money yep. in the new car department. So they don't like it. And you have to be careful. Follow the rules and you can buy the car dirt cheap at a Costco auto buying program dealer. Okay. Uh, the, the program can best be summarized as a car buying referral service for Costco members. Participating dealers agree to sell vehicles to Costco members for lower prices than they will give to all other customers. And of course, that's on the same vehicle, you know, comparatively speaking. Costco members are guaranteed the lowest price. There are a series of steps that the Costco member must take beginning with a visit to CostcoAuto.com. CostcoAuto.com. Go there. And uh, my blog, this week, current blog, I describe each step in detailing in my newspaper columns. You can read the whole thing by going to rollingcars.com or picking up a copy of the Hometown News or Weekly. I just said that. Back to this week's original plan. Our goal was uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't want to go through all that. Uh, we ended up at Al Hendrickson Toyota. And uh, Nancy just gave me a note. We're running out of time. Okay. Uh, Okay, let's get down here. Yeah. Getting the we went to Al Hendrickson Toyota uh, in Coconut Creek, and uh, uh, they are huge. Uh, Al Hendrickson Toyota is one of the largest Toyota dealers in the world. Uh, they're located, as I say, in Coconut Creek. That's in the Fort Lauderdale area, west, out there around the Sawgrass, I think. And uh, and uh, they are like number three or four volume in the world. I've uh, been there for a long, long time. Uh, last time we were there, uh, 
been a while, um, they had a, a huge number of hidden fees. And I think they hold the record for the most hidden fees. Yeah, but th then they backed off it. So they had, um, yeah. like we said, 3,500 in fees. Now yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit less. But. It does, it, yeah, they don't have this number of fees. At the time we shopped them, might have been three years ago. Something like that, yeah. yeah. They, get this, $3,543 in hidden fees. I mean, that is mind-boggling. Yeah, they don't have that anymore. They dropped their, their hidden fees to much less than that. Uh, so we had Agent Lightning, our female shopper, uh, accept the referral to Al Hendrickson and proceed as if she would have gone to the other dealer that we didn't go to. Okay, here's the report. I'm speaking as if I am Agent Lightning, the female shopper. When I agreed to work with Al Hendrickson Toyota, the Costco Auto Program representative informed me, because I went to the www.costcoauto.com, uh, is, that, is that what it is? Did I give that out right? Yeah, CostcoAuto.com. Uh, um, informing that my contact information would be sent to them and to expect to be contacted soon. So that's, that's true. They will contact you, the dealer that's certified. Within a few minutes, I received an email from Al, interestingly. Al Hendrickson himself? I don't know. No, of course not. I'll never know it was signed simply Al. The email just informed me that he was excited to see my interest in a new RAV4, Toyota RAV4, and that he hoped I would get the information I would need to help me on my journey. Another reason we're picking on Toyota dealers now with this Costco thing is because we know the cost on Toyota, and we know the profits on Toyotas because we're a Toyota dealer. And so being familiar with that, we can tell you, are they being honest about their Toyota pricing? And so that's another reason. Uh, just then I received another email from Suzette, after I got the one from Al, who wanted to know if I wanted to keep emailing or if I'd prefer a phone call. Uh, that was a, a, a nice courtesy. I replied that I'd hoped to receive some information about the RAV4 I wanted to buy. I waited two hours for a reply and then Suzette emailed to say she would send a Costco price sheet shortly. Costco price sheet. Something in my blog article I tell you, you need to see. If you're going into the dealership, whatever it is, on the Costco Auto Buying Program, always ask to see the Costco member-only mm -hmm. price sheet. And it will have your specific car as prescribed by Costco and the price. And on Erlong Cars, there's a picture of it, so you can see exactly what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, I actually have a, I brought them with me here. I'll let you, uh, you can hold these up. I've, over there, and uh, yeah, Stu's got that, uh, you can see that. You have to ask for that and you have to see that. Uh, okay, we got to Suzette. I, uh, I replied that I'd hoped to receive, okay. Eight minutes later, I received a PDF, a file, picture of what appeared to be a official Costco member-only price sheet, and it was. Mm -hmm. It was for a new 2021 RAV4 LE with an MSRP of $27,869. It also had the VIN, and that's very important. Now, that's a specific car, so you know exactly the car you're looking for. Car dealers in general love to switch you to something else. If you know the VIN, they're not going to switch you if you verify that. The pricing sheet displayed a discount of $2,289 plus a $1,250 Toyota cash incentive identified as a limited time discount. Mm -hmm. And that's how they treat those 
That's how Costco treats the dealer cash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the Costco has to give you the dealer cash or the dealer discount or the customer incentive. Any incentives they get from the manufacturer through the dealer otherwise have to be passed along to you. Uh, and the bottom line has got to be the lowest price they sold that car to anybody. Costco members get the lowest price. Uh, total price was uh, 24239 to which $1,599 in extra fees. And as I said earlier, Al Hendricks and Toyota used to have over $3,000. So they've come down to only, I say only, $1,599 in extra fees. That was broken down by an $895 dock fee, $559.55 electronic filing fee, and $144.45 private tag agency fee. You add it all together and you got $1,599. But that has to be shown to you on the Costco price sheet, and it is. So you get the Costco member-only price sheet, they have to show it to you if they're a Costco dealer, otherwise they get canceled. So they will show it to you if you insist, and everything they're gonna throw at you, like these $1,599 in fees, is gonna be right there for you to see. I replied to Suzette and said I'd be in to see them around 11 o'clock in the morning the next day. The next morning I took a trip to Coconut Creek, arrived at 11 a.m., the scene in front of the dealership was intimidating. They had a ton of salesmen, <laughs> Wolfpack, waiting by the doors for fresh customers. It was very intimidating when I became aware I'd been noticed by the group. But I'm a female, you know. It's even more disturbing. And they were all guys, you know. Michael had uh, broken from the pack and was ready at my car as I opened the door to climb out. He wore a mask and offered me an elbow bump. He asked me what brought me in. I told him about my Costco inquiry and the emails with Suzette, I asked if I could speak to her. That's the other thing I say in my blog article. Always deal only with the designated certified salesperson by Costco. They will always try to get you to talk to somebody else because they get the commission, they sell you the car for more money. Always have the member-only price sheet and always speak to the certified Costco designated salesperson. They even have pictures on the website. You can see their picture and you know their name. Uh, so I asked to speak to Suzette. I'm speaking as Agent Lightning now. And the salesperson from Al Hendricks at Toyota laughed and said that she worked upstairs. <laughs> as a salesman, uh, he would do his job and all the legwork, he said, after he helped me find the vehicle. He would notify Suzette. I played along. At this point, you should have said, no, sir, I'm out of here. If I don't talk to Suzette, I'm going home. Stay by your guns. Suzette never came up. Okay, on my blog, that's number four, on my seventh thing. Always deal with Costco member certified. Michael led me to a cubicle, offered me a seat. I gave him my contact information, which he used to locate my inquiry on the computer. Then he asked for the last six digits of the VIN of the RAV4 I was quoted on. I found the email from Zet, read the digits to him. He found it on the computer and then said he needed to go check if it was still available. You'll hold your breath then. He left me 20 minutes. He returned, he seemed to be out of breath. Must have been on the North 40. He finally found the car, I guess. But he was excited to report that he finally found it. We both went outside for a test drive. We found the vehicle exactly the one I had inquired about. It was black, 2021 RAV4 LE. 
MSRP of 27869 There was no addendum, no phony Monroney, but Toyo Guard Platinum was listed on the Monroney bill. That's $699 that's added by Southeast Toyota Distributor. And they put it on there and they call it part of the Monroney label. And that's always bothered me, but they do it. We took a short drive around the block with little conversation. When we returned, Michael asked, well, is this it? I said it was, meaning it was the RAV4 that I was looking for. Back at the cubicle, Michael proceeded to uh, handwrite the figures on a document that worked a lot like a buyer's order, except uh, on the part of the top of the document. It said worksheet, not a contract, along the top. Not a legal document. Anything agreed upon at this point between you and the salesperson means nothing in court. means nothing in arbitration, I should say, because you can't take them to court anymore. The top line uh, label vehicle price was 31869 and about 4000 over sticker that appeared out of nowhere. We don't know where that came from. <laughs> There's no addendum or anything. Just popped up. Uh, he just used that figure to subtract $7,450 discount. I guess where it came from and makes that discount sound huge because he just pulled it out of That's nowhere, slapped 4000 on there, and they took it off again. Did it for the feels. Yeah, to make his discount look great. Um, and a sale price of $24,329, which was the same price on the Costco member-only price sheet. So you, need, you, you know now why I tell you, always get the Costco member-only price sheet. Look at it on your car, on your VIN, and you're, you're safe, you're protected. So things are going okay now. He went on to have the same piece that were indicated on the price sheet, and they were, they were on the, the uh, member-only price sheet, $1,599 and hidden fees that are not hidden anymore because Costco makes them bring them out. And there they are. If it weren't a Costco shop, you wouldn't see this. I objected to the handwritten worksheet. I explained that I was getting a disbursement from a family trust to purchase the vehicle. I love that. We'll have to use that again. Uh, I said I needed an official buyer's order to give to the trustee manager of the funds. Michael said, the only printed documents would come from finance, the, the box the finance department. He said the worksheet shows the complete amount due for the purchase and I should be able to use it. I pushed back and said in past vehicle purchases I was provided with a printed buyer's order. Michael countered that the only way to get a printed buyer's order would be me, for me to actually sell the car, for him to actually sell the car, have it pulled from the computer's inventory and have financing printed. He can't do all that unless I actually buy the car. Catch 22, <laughs> right? What are we going to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I asked to speak with the manager. Michael left, returned with a man uh, who, uh, who was uh, either a DEFI manager or sales manager, wasn't clear. Manager began by suggesting that I provide them the contact information for the trustee. They would send them all the necessary paperwork while I completed the sale and finance. I was getting nowhere. I excused myself so I could call the trustee. So uh, agent uh, Lightning called Stu. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the spy master. It was funny. On the, on, I <laughs> pretended that while we were on the call that I was the trustee. And I'm like. <laughs> Explain the situation. Stu says uh, uh, that he felt that he pushed hard enough, she had pushed hard enough on this to go ahead and accept the handwritten document and return to the desk. So she followed Stu's directions. Before it could start, the manager turned up the pressure. He said that it was unable to guarantee that vehicle would be available by next time. That's standard pressure. I returned with a check, uh, by the time I returned with a check from my trust. Now, uh, this, is, this is humorous. Michael says, uh, 
uh, asked what rate I was getting from the trust, and then the, then the manager looked at him angry and said, dummy, that's not a bank, <laughs> it's a trust. Anyway, yes. yeah. Uh, I tried both. Uh, I tried both of them. I was uncomfortable taking my chances with the RAV getting sold, and pointed to the uh, bottom line, uh, twenty-seven five thirty-four. I asked this would uh, change when I came back. The manager said it would not change. Maybe get a little better. I thanked him and left. We're we're getting uh, short on time here. Uh, I'll <laughs> summarize this. Costco auto buying program was adhered to strictly by Al Hendrickson Toyota. Kind of. Well, the, the member only price sheet. Yes. They didn't have the mem the certified salesperson. Right. Yeah, so they, yeah. the, in, uh, materially, uh, they passed they, they on They honored it. it and yeah. they, 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 they violated the program by not letting Suzette come down the stairs and handle the deal. But that's Suzette's problem. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, especially if she gives no commission. Anyway, uh, there we are. Uh, uh, whether you vote for Al Hinkson Toyota or don't, uh, it's a big vote and a big uh, hearty endorsement of the Costco auto buying program. Just so got one grade came in. It's from Mark. It's a C. Amory gives him an F. Uh, I said math. A for math, F for high fees. I'm going to go with a C. Pass it. I'm going to go with a C minus, and I believe that uh, Rick has some. Votes. I've got a, a B minus, a C, and a C. Myself, I'm going to go with a C. Passing grade, but. Watch yourself. Yeah, I'll give them a C. I, uh, it's, you know, they're <laughs> I can't believe we're going to recommend them. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, we recommend them on the other bike. If you're a Costco member down there in the Coconut Creek area or okay. wherever you are, yeah. uh, if, if you get the same treatment, it's, it works. And, right. and that's a hell of a price See, that uh, Agent Lightning We're got. endorsing two yeah. Toyota dealers that, that we compete with now. There you go. Yeah. Uh, folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to go to Earl on Cars and read that blog column, Costco Auto Buying Program, your best bet for a low price. Very important. Uh, have a wonderful weekend, everyone, and we'll see you right back here next Saturday. Bye-bye.